You are listening to Genuine Chit Chat. This show is for real. Hello there, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I am again joined by Melissa Morgan from Just the Tipsters. So if you didn't tune in last week, make sure you go back and listen to that conversation. It serves as a good introduction to Melissa and also gives a lot of information on her true crime podcast. However, this week is a much more somber and a much more emotional and also important conversation. So in short, Melissa has recently gone through the death of her partner. Uh, She speaks about it in a very open and honest way and speaks about how she's been dealing with the grief, what Mark meant to her, and a lot of those sort of themes. And I think this is an incredibly important conversation for people to hear because I feel like with instances like this that involve death of a loved one, people need to speak about this. And those who can't speak about it with other people need to be able to hear how other people talk about it and how other people deal with it. So this is one of those conversations which I'm excited would not be the right way to describe how I feel about releasing this. It's more just one of those conversations which I think is really, really important. So that's all I'm really going to say about this. If you want a few more footnotes before the chat gets started, make sure you check out these show notes. And all of Melissa's information is in the description. And also Mark's website, as well as his record label, are also in the description as well. So make sure you check those out. Um, I'm going to be back at the end of the conversation to give you guys the usual sort of rundown of what's going on. But um, yeah, that's going to be enough for me at the moment so um please make sure you reach out to melissa on social media after this conversation as i'm sure she would appreciate it greatly and she is a delight as well so um without further ado here is melissa morgan once again welcome to genuine chit chat where we have honest conversations with interesting people and i'm your host mike burton Um, so I, I want to speak with you um, about something we've, you know, we've touched upon and alluded to, and it is a bit of a change of conversation, but it is something that you said you are willing to speak about, and it is something that's very important, um, obviously in in life in general. Um, but it's something that has happened to you recently, and you are very open about it on your podcast, and it's about Mark. So I wondered if you would, in as yeah. little or as much detail as you're willing to give, um, talk about. Mark, basically, in in all aspects of him uh, and what uh, recently happened with him. Yeah, um, we met, uh, and we were not each other's types. He liked um, he liked Earth Mothers who wore tie dye and had long hair, and I liked bad boys who hated women. So that was yeah, we were just not you know. But we something you know sometimes there's a, a larger force at work, and we met, and three years later we ran back into each other. And he had grown really long hair and a ponytail. And, you know, I, I was never going to be an earth mother, but anyway, we, you know, clicked and we dated for a few years and got married, um, in 2001, we got married three weeks after nine 11 and that was fun. Um, but we made it work and we were married almost 20 years, three weeks shy of 20 years. And he passed away suddenly in September of 21, uh, sitting in his car in our driveway. And honestly, if you have to pick a way for someone you love to go either in their sleep or something that happened to him, you know, not, that's not such a bad way to go. Terribly traumatic for me to find him, Hmm. but you know, um, he, I've been very blessed to have uh, medical uh, people in medical field tell me that he didn't suffer. Um, It was um, I guess the official cause of death was, asymptomatic left ventricle dysfunction. So he um, was 64 and he went quickly. Thank God. I, it's sometimes I guess it's referred to as the widow maker heart attack. 
but he didn't, um, you know, he was sitting in his, in his car that he loved very much in our driveway and his left foot was out on the driveway and his hand was on his, you know, his hands were both on his thighs. He wasn't like, you know, his, his, was his phone, you know, was attached to his hand and it wasn't like his phone was out and he dialed nine one, you know, it wasn't like he was in the midst of, of a crisis. He just, it looked like he went to sleep, you know, and I was, um, trained in, um, life-saving CPR and, and first aid. And I, attempted that after I dialed 911 and um, they amazing talking about first responders, amazing paramedics showed up and worked on him for 20 or 25 minutes. He was already gone when I found him, but God bless them. I guess that's what they have to do when they get on a call. They have to, you know, so they worked on him for a while. And finally they said, we're going to have to call it. And I said, I know, I don't even know why you're still pounding on him. You know, they had like six of them kept rotating, you know, CPR, but they hooked him up to an IV and they cut his clothes off. And, you know, it was, it was a lot they did and he, he was already gone. So that was, uh, you know, uh, I lost my mom in 1992. I had a little bit of, um, warning and I'm an only child of an only child. She was my best friend. So I had a little bit of warning and there's, you know, no good way to lose someone, right? Mm-hmm. It's whether you have a warning or whether you are like this, there's no good way to lose them. But I couldn't have asked for anything better for him. I, I didn't have to make a decision. He wasn't hooked up to a machine. You know, he didn't lose his, his mental, you know, faculties, which I have to tell you, I'm even more in love with you now knowing you work for an insurance company. Mark Humphreys was a risk manager. Uh, and he, his day job was a risk manager for a developer. So he placed all the insurance for the companies, all the insurance for the um, principals of the companies, like for their homes, their cars, all of that. That was like something he did as part of his job because he loved what he did. But yeah, he, um, <laughs> uh, it, it's funny, his coworker, uh, the general counsel for the company said, I was surprised when I <laughs> When I went in, after he passed away, uh, he went into Mark's office to sit there to help kind of write an obituary. And he said, you know, like, what would, what would Mark say? And he, he looked up and he found like actuary tables that are framed, you know, for like insurance. And then, you know, the Dodgers. And you know, <laughs> he also had this, you know, record label with 11 artists. So some music posters framed. It was all of his life, you know, around mm-hmm. him. But insurance was one of those big things. <laughs> so I just, I, the thing that is breaking my heart right now more than anything is I wish he could have met you because mm-hmm. he would have loved you. <laughs> and, you know, your, um, your aunt and uncle or your parents, uh, turtle Humphrey. His last name was Humphreys. Oh, um, yeah, but spelled uh, the Welsh way, uh, R E Y S, not R E I S. Humphrey. So, the other choice is E Y. Oh yeah, so that's Welsh. R E I S is British. R R E Y is Welsh. Mm-hmm. So we found out after dating for a short period of time we were both Welsh, and um, he was half Sicilian, half Welsh. And I and my big joke was that uh, he was Sicilian from the waist down, and he would get. <laughs> really embarrassed and be like, okay, that's enough. But I had many people, mostly women who would giggle really hard when they would say, oh, you know, what's, you know, cause Mark's mother's tiny little Sicilian woman and his dad was, you know, Welsh dude. So he was re- literally half and half wow. um, for Christmas. I know for Christmas he, um, and I will just tell you the truth. I grew up in the Cincinnati area that is so Cincinnati, Ohio, that is so German and my last name is Morgan, I thought I was German. Mm -hmm. But the German spelling is M-O-R-G-E-N, which means morning. Mm. M-O-R-G-A-N 
is the third most popular name in Wales, Smith Jones Morgan, <laughs> like the Morgan horse. I mean, it's like, I'm like, I'm fucking Welsh. I had no idea. So a couple <laughs> years ago, I had no idea. I thought it was German. I, my whole life, I thought it was German. So um, as, as a sweet gift, when, when DNA um, websites that were, you know, sort of open use became really popular, like solving the uh, Golden State Killer, his fourth cousin twice removed, whatever, that was pretty amazing. My sweet husband got me a 23andMe DNA kit. And oh my God, Mike, I was so excited. I was like, please God, let me be Visigoth or something, something really fucking exotic. No, I am 94.7% Northern European, 89.4% UK. I am basically probably your cousin. It's terrible. <laughs> I am the most boring white woman on earth. I have nothing. I am translucent, see-through. I'm not sure about that, but it's funny you say Mark being a Sicilian because Megan is half Italian. So we're I'll be damned. So, so Welsh and Sicilian and UK or English and Italian. It's like the like wow. neighboring. That's quite bizarre. Yeah. Lots of very, very don't, don't interesting Megan parables. though because yeah, if you're Italian, you look down on Sicilians. <laughs> well, her cousin who's Italian see... got married in Sicily, so I think there may be. Oh, so but then it's, most it's of Megan's family up. northern. They're northern Italy. I call them the mountain folk. They're, yeah, they're yeah, probably yeah, the only. Yeah. They're whitest Italians in the world. They're the only Italians Absolutely. that are whiter than English people. So Absolutely. The mountains. They're, they're see through. Yeah, yeah, northern Italian. They're basically translucent. Um, the the Sicilians are the the darker ruddy skin and the dark eyes. So do you remember that scene in uh, true romance hmm. where Dennis Hopper is going to be uh, taken out by Christopher Walken and oh, to can't. get it over seen, faster? I love Tarantino stuff, but true romance is a film right. I saw so long ago that I've got it on my oh. rewatch list, uh, but I cannot you, remember you need that scene. To, you do because it's, yeah, you do need to see it's, it's, um, it's an incredible, you know, mob kind of movie. I mean, Brad Pitt is that stoner sitting on the couch with James Gandolfini smiling and questioning him as a magnificent scene. But um, Dennis Hopper is a security guard and he is Christopher. I mean, um, oh my God, the lead. I can't think of his name. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, not the Brat Pack guy. He was Patricia Arquette's boyfriend. I can't think of his name now. Oh, Christian Slater. Right. So he's Christian, Christian Slater's dad. And he knows he's going to be killed by Christopher Walken because he knows where his son is and he won't give it up. So to get it over quickly, he says something he knows will offend Christopher Walken, which he's like, you're Sicilian, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, your people were conquered by the Moors. And Christopher Walken's like, this guy, this guy, you know, and he's got a gun and, and he starts to say, you know, your grandmother was, you know, uh, probably made love to people of African descent, not in those nice words. And, uh, and then Christopher Walken shoots him. So, <laughs> so yeah, I used to say that to Mark all the time. I'm like, you know, your people were conquered by the Moors. I just want to mention that. So. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I, it's one of those things like, I really appreciate you sharing, you know, information about yeah. uh, Mark. And obviously on your podcast, um, you, you released the episode, which was your apology. And, you know, yeah. 
I listen to bits and pieces of your uh, podcast here and there, depending on how busy my listening is. Time. I saw that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, if I could, I would not have a job. I would just be podcasting all the time, listening to podcasts, exactly. talking to people. Exactly. Um, but um, I've also recently got Audible, so I've been listening to loads of Star Wars audiobooks of as well. Of course. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I, like, I specifically saw that, and I was like, Melissa's apology. I was like, what is she... What could she be apologizing about? You know, it's your... Yeah. You're very much... Um, you're comfortable in your own skin and you are mm-hmm. unashamedly you, which is one of the things I hugely appreciate about you as an individual. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, and so I listened to it and it was, obviously you speak about Mark and it's just, it was very solemn and it was very important and very emotional for obviously you, especially you could hear it, but not only the subject matter about how you said it, but also just to listen to. And from there it was it was one of those things in me because i as i said like i had you listed as a guest i wanted for well since we first connected and then when i heard that i was like i need to reach out even if it's not to have you as a guest just to speak with you and to make sure that no one's ever really okay when someone passes you know it doesn't get better it just gets easier to cope with right Um, so you know i want to reach out with you with that but the fact that you were so open and honest to your audience is something that i massively respect because you know i've said it on my podcast before and things where it's like you know my dad passed away when i was 19 and that's something i've been very open about on the show because it's an anchor point in my life it's made me who i am now absolutely right and you know and obviously everyone at some point hopefully in little amounts does experience people passing away and obviously when it comes to a family member especially one who is older than you the unfortunate part of being a person is that hopefully if life goes to plan you will see your parents die it sucks ass but it's something that is expected but when it's a partner and obviously i saw this somewhat with uh, my mum when it happened and things is it's not something you ever really want to happen until the very very end you know it's kind of like with your mm-hmm. not not to compare it to dogs but you know it's like with your dogs it's like when you've yeah. got two people bonded what you kind of want is and megan's grandparents this happened to one of them passes away within a year the other one passes away and it's kind of a right. nice you know i don't know if i necessarily believe in the soul or anything like that but i i believe that not things happen for a reason but you get a connection there's some sort of, we're all made from the same matter you know at the end of the day we came from, we're all stardust you know experimental messes right. of stardust but we are all made of the same matter and when we die i believe you know we become one with the universe again and we just become the yeah. energy around us and i think that Absolutely. when two people die together it's that kind of universal thing of how they can be together even even more and so when you lose someone and you're still here it's one of those horrible things where it's like, you know, death doesn't scare me. Life is scary because life right. is where you have to deal with everything. Once you pass away right. and you've actually passed away, it is something that you're kind of, you've passed over the, the difficult part of life. You're now in the calm, you're in the resting part. So the fact that you are still continuing the podcast and still you know trying your best with everything is just something that i want you to know that i hugely respect about you as an individual in in every facet and i know how difficult it can be in certain aspects not from personal experience to that degree but i want to thank you for being open and honest with not only my listeners but also yours and just the world about things like this because death is something that affects all of us eventually and i still think that society even though we do have true crime podcasts and a lot of other things which speak about death a lot I don't think people still cope with death in the most healthy of ways and address it in certain ways. But I think that you right. 
do. And I think that you have. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that, you know, what you've said, all of it is, has been a huge gift to me. And I, you know, I, uh, when we met on social media, I loved your show and I thought, what, you know, what a great show. I expect something to have a larger theme and the fact that you have so many interests makes that the theme and the people that you have on all different walks of life experiences. That's one of the things I find fascinating about it is like this guy is doing something very interesting. Anyone could talk about things or with people, but you, you know, you talk about a wide variety and you are so great at researching and, and being compassionate to people and pulling things out of them that maybe they didn't even know they were going to talk about. But Mark was, um, you know, the impetus for me doing this. He believed in me way more than I ever could myself. He's the guy who said, you know, get your ass in there. We're going to record this. And then he would not let me stop. And we did not miss a week over three and a half, almost four years until he died. And that included losing his father. That included losing both of our dogs. That included him having two life-saving surgeries. You know, we didn't miss a goddamn week. And he, you know, I, I called him producer Mark because it made me laugh because it's like I could ever be his boss, but it made me, you know, it made me giggle like that. I could say, you know, producer Mark, if you keep fucking up, I'm going to put that in your HR file, stuff like that, you know, <laughs> and he would laugh too, you know? And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, um, he was my tarmac and my um, pilot and uh, the guy in the tower. He was, he was all of it and he helped me fly. And I was just literally the big mouth bitch with the microphone. He edited and produced and recorded it. I did all the research and that was what was so beautiful. He didn't even want to know about the cases until we recorded because he was so thoughtful. He wanted to put himself in the seat of the listener. So I, like you, probably tend to research a lot and I have the topics cases down to minutia and I plow forward and maybe I plow forward, you know, quickly assuming everyone knows what I know. So Mark would be like, well, wait a minute, what about this? And I'd be like that. Thank you for asking that question. I can clarify that. So he, you know, I would basically say the person's name is, you know, Mary Smith and this is what happened. And he would be like, okay, don't tell me anymore. <laughs> and I loved that he did that. And yet he was here, he was recording it and, and engineering it and listening, but also listening to me and being mindful of the case. There were only a couple of times in over 200 episodes where he would say, well, wait, what about this? And I'd be like, I'm getting to that. Can you shut up and let me get there? And he'd be like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Most of the time, his questions were so legitimate and perfect and helpful, and it was just seamless. And I wasn't sure how we would work together because he was a little bit of a of a type A personality. And I'm a little bit of a, I'm sure you can probably tell that I'm a little bit of a type A personality, but I was like, I'm, if we're going to do this, I want to do this. And I, I don't want, you know, I didn't want a, a co-host. I, I didn't want a partner. I wanted, I wanted Mark and he was so perfect at being Mark. <laughs> he was so perfect for me for being Mark. And he, you know, understood that I'm extremely thin skinned and overly sensitive. Everyone thinks I'm like a big brash bitch, which I guess I am, but I'm also very overly sensitive and thin skinned. He would, you know, not coddle me, but he would understand. Um, I don't know how many times we would be, you know, recording and I would start crying and I got to where I'd be like, cut it out, cut this out right now. And 
for a while he did. And it would, he would, we would come back, he would come back after editing it and it would just sound like I'd suddenly gotten a cold or an, an allergic reaction. And he finally, after about a year said, I'm not doing it anymore. It's authentic and it's who you are. Now I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's kind of meta, right? Crying about crying. <laughs> but yeah, he wouldn't cut it out after a while. Because he said, that's who you are. And I thought, nobody wants to hear that shit. It's not professional to cry. But you know what? It's fucking difficult topics. Mm -hmm. Talking about someone's life and death, sometimes it deserves your tears. And it's not like I can stop it. (laughs) As you can see, it's not like I can stop it. I'd like to think I'd have better control, but I don't. I can't explain what makes me cry or when I'm going to cry. But one of my favorite memories is interviewing one of my favorite detectives who, when we talked about that sort of commitment to the job, could have retired years ago and will not retire until this extremely complicated, layered double homicide of two senior citizens until that's solved. And he is, he's that guy. He's literally kind of an angel on earth. And we were discussing the case at one point, which by the way, has gotten some viable tips to help the case. It still isn't solved, but I'm of all the cases I've covered. I'm so grateful that one's gotten some solid, some solid stuff. And we were talking and then I back away from the mic and Mark and I were in separate rooms. He was in his room engineering and I was in the podcast room talking so we can't see each other but he you know he knew me inside and out and I backed away from the mic and the officer said um uh Mark I've lost Melissa and Mark goes no you didn't she's crying (laughs) and he was like oh oh okay so you know I took some time to pull myself together and after we stopped recording he goes listen I just want you to know I don't care who you talk to and what law enforcement agency, if they tell you they don't cry, they're lying. He said, you know, there are many days that I cry. He said, I typically do it in the dark in my office in my house, but I definitely do it. And I was like, yeah, I can't imagine. I can't, I mean, when you mention like children, I would, you know, that seems to be the thing that bothers people in law enforcement the most. Um, are the death of children a lot of times because like a like a you know a pet you can't imagine anything that they've done to deserve no one deserves to be murdered I don't, even unless it's self defense if they're trying to murder you then fucking have at it but you can't you know no one deserves to die there's there's not a crime that's punishable by death <laughs> you know you can't be the judge and jury altogether but yeah the the children crimes seem to be the ones that bother law enforcement the most and I get it. I don't know that I would ever be able to process that and go on. And I've had a lot of detectives say, you know, you should have been a detective. And I'm like, no, I should not. No, I could never do what you do. I would just be the one crying all the time. I'd be called the crying detective. (laughs) I would just be the one with boxes of tissues, you know, at every crime scene. So it's, you know, Mark was magnificent and I'm grateful to you for listening to the episode I entitled The Apology because I was struggling so hard to get back to recording. I I didn't know how long it might take. I know it's what Mark would want. I was just struggling so hard. I'm terrible with technology. I barely have any idea, 
you know, like how we're talking right now. You know, I'm like, imagine your grandma, you know, like I still have an abacus. Like I don't have a calculator. I use like an abacus and I put beads on one side or the other. I'm just terrible at technology. I really am terrible at it, but that's okay. I have other gifts, but Mark, oh, sorry, that's my ice maker. I don't think <laughs> It's Mark got me an ice maker for my birthday because the one in the refrigerator didn't make enough ice. <laughs> and I like, I like a lot of ice, except I hate these ice cubes because they're shaped like little penises and I call them dick ice. So anyway, <laughs> feel free to cut that part out. Anyway, um, you know, Mark was so good with me, for me. I, I mean, just, he was just fantastic. And I, felt like I wasn't going to be able to do this without him. And I've had people step up. You, the Star Wars fan, obviously are happy that my friend um, Angelique, who is a character in the Clone Wars, she's a beautiful voiceover artist. She's helping me. And I have a sweet, wonderful young man who's editing. So the, the, the schedule I'm hoping to do now is two full episodes a month, every other week. And then on the bye weeks, I'm hoping to do what I call a murder tizer. I don't care if that sounds rude. It's not, it's an appetizer of murder. It's a case update or, you know, something that isn't um, big enough, enough information for a full episode. But mm -hmm. so I do updates and I'm trying to do those myself and have a sweet young man edit them for me. But this is a whole new world for me. I was just, you know, I was just allowed to research my ass off and show up when we were going to record and record. And then Mark made the magic happen. I, that's what I call it. So I really appreciate you listening to that. And as far as did I need to apologize, people have said you did not need to apologize, but I felt like I did. So yeah. that's why I called it that. And it's however you deal with it, you know, and it's, yeah. there's no, there's no right way to deal with grief and the death of a loved one, you know, especially when it's sudden, you know, with my family, my dad died of cancer so i watched him slowly become ill and then go whereas my uncle who became sort of the patriarch of the family uh once the wounds of the family started to heal after about a year or so he died suddenly of a heart thing oh my he gosh. fell ill he just went they thought it was like the flu he went to the doctors they said look we'll put you under we'll take a look they opened him up and he just never woke up again because his heart was so diseased oh my gosh so but we've had both elements both and right both are equally awful um in different right. ways you know with with the slow passing you get the closure of saying goodbye like the last thing i ever said to my dad was i loved him and he that's the last thing he right. ever said to me um and that right. was the morning before he passed and whereas and then but you've got the memories of them slowly not being who you remember them to be and that contains yes. some of your memories somewhat but then the flip side is the when a person passes away suddenly you don't get the closure of saying goodbye but you get at least the somewhat comfort that you the only memories you've got of them is them at their in air quotes peak and it's, it's yes. never there's no better way because i've spoken to people about no. it in general like what would i prefer and it's like neither there's there's horrible neither, parts right. about both it, it's i don't right. want to be able to choose either it but when it comes to losing someone you know, especially with you and Mark is like this, this may sound somewhat cheesy, but it is true is that he is now a part of you. You are yeah. now everything that 
is and was Mark still exists. It's just yeah, in, a, in a different facet, you know. And the fact that the podcast is mm. a huge portion of his legacy is important, but it's also cathartic, I think, for you in a lot of ways. And it can be helpful of your own coping mechanism. And in a, for me as an individual, whenever I go through horrible stuff or dark things, things like the podcast or things like keeping myself busy is often something that stops me just being in a room by myself in just physical and metaphorical darkness. I could just sit there and stew on the dark thoughts of life forever. But having this little thing that I know that other people enjoy, it gives me that push to be like, this isn't just for me, this is also for others. And then when I do it, I realize it is also for me. And I think that you and your podcast, however going forward you do it, is going to be beneficial for you and also your listeners. And a lot of people Mm. need to know that it's, it's okay to stop. It's okay to grieve, but it's also okay to try and continue and try and move wow. forward it however you can. And I think it's very important for people to learn this thing. And, you know, it's there's never anything that can make it worth it. I always try and think of it as a silver lining. You know, me being who mm. I am now, I wouldn't have the podcast if my dad hadn't died because there's certain events that happened. I would be with Megan oh, if my dad hadn't died. Wow. Like wow. there's so many things that wouldn't, I wouldn't be me if my dad hadn't died you know when i the reason i actually when my dad got ill he did a charity gig because he used to be in a band and stuff quite a lot when he was younger he did a charity gig that he was he played with a neck brace on and a crutch two months before he died it was on my birthday actually and he sang a full gig um with his old band and stuff and he did it for charity all the money went to that and because of that gig one of mum's old friends from school came and her daughter who was around my age came and I ended up dating her for a year and a half and because of those events I then dated the person afterwards and then because of those events I ended up dating Megan so in a literal direct way because of my dad passing away I met Megan now obviously I'm not saying that makes it worth it but it's the ripple effect of silver linings which is just like at, at least it's not like he went and I haven't got anything from that. You know, I'm a much right. more rounded person. I'm better from that experience. It's the worst thing that ever happened to me, but it's the best thing that's ever happened to my character. And so many elements of wow. my life wouldn't be the same without that. And although obviously it's a different dynamic, father to son to, you know, you and Mark, you know, sort of life partners and things. And it's not, this is still incredibly raw and incredibly fresh, but at least the silver lining in this instance is that at the barest minimum of his legacy is the podcast and hmm. the lessons that you've got. You know, the parts of him are still in you and it's just something quite... Right. Hor- it's hard to say, but it is also true. It's the beauty of it. It's hmm. shit. Really shit. But the beauty right. of it is you've at least got that thing not only inside of you but also out there for the world and i think that's quite a beautiful right. thing you young man are um an amazing soul whether you believe in souls or not so <laughs> i also feel like the ripple effect of silver linings could be the title of your autobiography i'm just saying <laughs> i think that's that's a beautiful phrase the ripple effect of silver linings and that is how uh, again i just wish you could have met mark that is how mark described the pain caused by the loss of someone, whether it's a homicide or whatever, the ripple effect. You know, you put a small stone in, in the in the water and, and it seems like a small stone, but it, it continues on. 
mm-hmm. for a while. So I, th- I think the ripple effect of silver linings is a beautiful phrase. You should take that. But it's odd to me that you uh, don't believe in God, but you are one of the more spiritual people I've ever spoken to. Mm-hmm. And I do feel that Mark is, so the way I view it is um, through the ears of an audiophile. And I love radio, right? So I can't fucking tell you how radio works. All I can tell you is I turn it to a certain whatever, and there's that channel. And it's in the air. It's the energy in the air. So the fact that you think that our energy remains or we become, as you say, stardust or back into the cosmos is an incredibly beautiful thing. I talk to Mark every day. Um, in a few days, it'll be six months since he passed. Talk to him every fucking day like he's still here. He just can't answer me back that I'm aware of. <laughs> but I talk to him every day. I tell him good morning. I tell him good night. I talk to myself. I'm in a big house by myself and my bitch ass dog. But, you know, um, she can't answer me either, except for when she barks. But I talk to him. Uh, you know, I'm like, I'm talking to myself again, Mark. You know, I'm, I guess I'm just going to be chatty Kathy, even if I'm by myself. But I do feel like he's with me. I feel like he's with me every day. So he is. Yeah, that's, yeah, I like, I really do like to believe that. I don't, it doesn't matter to me what someone believes, you know, as far as a dogma or a religion, but you know, I do believe he's with me and I know that's what he believed too. In fact, it's one of the, (laughs) when I told you we weren't each other's types, I know I can say this and you won't be offended. Um, you know, after we, Remet after meeting the first time, and I was like, "He's way too nice for me. I'm gonna run over him with a lawnmower. I'm gonna, it'll be bad." So I meet him three years later, and by then he has grown a long ponytail, and he looks a little bit more badass. And you know, we end up what I think because he's going to be on tour on the road. I think we're gonna just be fuck buddies. <laughs> I was like, "He's fun in bed, but he's way too nice. He has mommy issues. We're never gonna have a relationship, but he's fun in bed. And when he's here." In the same city, we'll have a great time. And when he's on the road, if he finds somebody, you know, uh, no harm, no foul, have a great whatever. Um, And we were at a bed and breakfast in Palm Springs one day, one night. And we were laughing. We were sitting in in bed laughing about something. I was like, oh, I wish my mom could have met you. She would have loved you. And he goes, oh, I talk to your mom all the time. And I'm like, oh, fuck. He's crazy. He talks to dead people. This is terrible. I'm like, really? what do you and my mom talk about? And he goes, I just ask her to be the best man I can be for you. I'm like, how do I not marry that guy? Right? So four months later, you know, cause he was, he had absolutely zero game. He was like, well, you know, I want to marry you. Right. And I'm like, well, I did not know until just now. So thank you. I'm glad to know that. <laughs> Is that your way of proposing? So yeah, <laughs> I mean that, yeah, he had zero game. He was terrible, but he was also perfect. He was perfect for me. That's what somebody said. Um, you were two unicorns who were perfect for each other. You weren't perfect, but you're perfect for each other. And that's, I think that's a pretty good description of us. So I, I am very grateful to you for, for listening to the podcast and for you, you know, I said, you could ask me anything and he is a huge part of my life and a huge part of the podcast. I will tell you, I'm having a little difficulty listening to old episodes and people are like, oh, I listened to his albums and, you know, I, I'm so happy to hear his voice. And I'm like, yeah, I can't right now. I know there'll be a time when I can, but you're right. I do have an incredible legacy of over 200 episodes with him. And he had uh, five albums he recorded. And so, yeah, I, I do have an amazing legacy of his voice. 
and his heart and soul came out in everything he did. So I'm a very blessed person in that way. Would you uh, mind sharing what his artistic pseudonym is? Or if not, that's fine. <laughs> uh, no, it's right. totally. You know, he was Mark Humphreys. Um, he has a uh, website. Um, mm. it, it, we're kind of uh, with the other artists on the label. He started a label probably 30 years ago as a vanity. And then, you know, like you, half of his brain is, you know, the technical legal shit and the other half is an artist. And I, I'm I'm getting theories now about why you are, how you are the way Mark was, the way he was. So he was one of the only people I know that his right and left brains were very developed. He was the the legal eagle who got the details all right, and he was a complete and utter artistic soul. So it's a rare, you're a rare bird, like he was a very rare bird, but it's Trough Records, T-R-O-U-G-H.com. And Trough Records is a label, but Trough.com and TroughRecords.com were him. And there are 11 other artists, like I said, on the label, and we're all trying to work together. They're being, they're being very gentle with the widow, you know, trying to keep the label going because everyone has their own albums and he wouldn't call it a record label. He would call it a collective because every artist owns their own, you know, uh, content. He would just use his influence to send out their stuff to, you know, radio stations or, you know, program directors, whatever, booking, booking people who book gigs. So yeah, I mean, he loved, he loved doing that. He was more than anything. I think he was a support system for more people than I even could imagine. I thought he was like my rock. I think he was a rock to a whole lot of other people too. Hmm. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And thinking about sort of how, your dynamic is you mentioned about your love of radio and when i listen to your show mm-hmm. i think of radio i, I think of you know <laughs> you being air quotes the face but he is you know, producer mark he's yeah so behind the scenes but still very much a present character and i absolutely. think absolutely your life now has shifted to mirror that right. in a sense where he is no longer as much of a front-facing figure in your Mm. life he is now taken more of the producer role to his life (laughs) and his death helping you go forward wow that's an that's an incredibly beautiful thing that's a beautiful way to look at it mike i that's a gift you just gave me i had someone say i think that mark had other work to do I think mm. he'd, he, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like that. Why can't he still work here? But, you know, maybe he is um, producing from behind the scenes. <laughs> He's still producing from behind the scenes because, you know, he totally, you know, let me fly. He just, he let me fly. And, and I did. And, and I knew I could because he was there. Yeah. So I'm going to look at it that way. That's, thank you for that. That's a beautiful gift you just gave me. Thank you. It's okay. It's it's one of those things. Yeah, losing losing anyone is always shit. It's it's no other way of putting. Yeah. It. It's, yeah. It's, and nothing could prepare you for it. Yeah. No. Yeah. And and you have had both, and I've had both. I had a time knowing my mom was going to pass, and no time knowing Mark was going to pass. And the only way I can get through Mark is knowing I got through my mom, because yeah. when she passed, I thought she was my best friend, and I thought, well, I don't know how I'm going to live through this one, and I did. And I met, you know, Mark years later and I, you know, I'm sometimes I still think I don't know how I'm going to get through this one, but I am, you know? Yeah. I mean, this, this is now going to sound like uh, an angsty teenage thing to say, but it's something I've always, <laughs> uh, I've always stuck to. Okay. And it's to do with 
a sensitive subject, which is suicide, which is my argument mm. against, I know it's not this simple, okay, to clarify. I've had friends who've had attempts and things and have had issues with it and stuff. But my main thing, and I've said this to friends of mine who have got mental health issues, and one of my closest friends who suffer with it said this really helped them. And it was just that, you know, bluntly, you're going to die anyway why shorten it you're going to be reunited <laughs> with mark you're going to be reunited with your mum in whether or not mm. it's a conscious fashion that uh, we are in now the way we are communicating or whether it's not just a universal energy hug either way right. you're, you're going to be reunited at some point so although it's hard and it's difficult you're going to be there eventually so between right. now and that point you might as well just do other stuff or do things that can kind of <laughs> help it, it's, it's one of those things i'm like I, right. I'm, I'm not trying to you know uh devalue people's str- uh, struggles or anything but for me personally i would say i know it's not e- always easy to say this and it might come across insensitive but i would never kill myself because i'm gonna die anyway and n- whatever happens to me it's like if even at my lowest points i've had <laughs> it's going to happen. So it's like, I can't escape it. I might walk out the middle of the road tomorrow and be hit by a bus. Who knows? So I might as well just, even at its worst points, there's always moments. Like life is about moments. It's not about, you know, big grandeur things. It's not about, you know, earning a billion dollars and being the top of a CEO or anything like that. It's not about having the biggest podcast in the world. It's about when you are on your deathbed or when your consciousness transcends and becomes one with the universe, the moments that you remember is who you are. And it's the right. the moments that make you smile, the moments that make you sad. Everything that makes you you are the moments, not everything else. And that's all life right. is about. And so now you've had the moments with Mark that have got you to this point, And now you right. have to find new moments with his help to get you to the finish line in a sense. Right. Oh my gosh. That's incredibly beautiful. That's an incredibly beautiful way to look at it. And I know, you know, Mark would agree with you completely. He's wherever he is probably shaking his head furiously. I think that's, that's a great, a great way to, to look at it. I mean, a guy who talks to my dead mother, he's never met and says, help me be the best man I can be for her. I mean, yeah, he's got a, a a bigger view of things. He was, you know, born and raised Catholic and he'd call himself a recovering Catholic. And, uh, you know, he was one of the more spirit, he didn't have a religion. Um, when I met him, but he had, um, he was one of the more spiritual human beings I've ever met. And I, and I absolutely think you are too, whether you, you know, a spiritual well, person doesn't necessarily I went to, to a Catholic religious. primary school. So I, oh I was, gosh. I almost, I almost became Catholic. And then I was asking, I got told off for asking too many questions. And I was like, there you this, go. This religion isn't for me. And he yeah. was 12. He was 12 yeah. when the priest came to his house and finally, you know, he was, it sounds like you smart and was, you know, too questioning. And the, and the priest finally said, look, your mom and dad, it makes them happy. Can you just pretend for a while? And he's like, oh, okay. So he just didn't ask questions of them. And then when he got to be 18 and left the house, he's like, bye Catholicism. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I'm telling you, I wish like, you know, I know, I know he's aware of us talking, but I, I wish he could have met you in the flesh because I know he would have probably wanted to adopt you. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of similarities, yeah. but you know, in mm-hmm. the, maybe the silver lining of me not speaking with you, uh, before Mark's passing was this kind of conversation is the, is the closure right. and, 
you know this conversation has more of an impact to us and the listeners uh, as well as the most amount of benefit being now although it would have been potentially uh maybe not nicer but maybe easier if it was you're right a year ago it's probably the most useful and probably the most important for it to have happened now and i'm a big believer everything happens when it's supposed to and a nicer conversation neither of us want to take the nice path you and i think both get out our shovels and dig up the dirty shit path (laughs) yeah exactly and it doesn't matter what anyone's religious views are like i used to be you know i did believe in god and then i was quite a militant atheist for you know years i would argue with people online and i'd get angry about people with religion because i'd only focus on the negative (laughs) elements of religion uh because obviously religion can cause a lot of pain even though it can cause absolutely but right i've become more spiritual as i've got older and it's like i I don't believe in a god because I don't believe in the hierarchy of life there being a deity at the top. I believe life is just a circle. It's just, you know, all life, the universe is always expanding and then it will retract and it will just do that infinitely. Beautiful. My my best view of life is that of a forest, is that, you know, the trees grow and then, you know, winter comes around, the the leaves die off and then those dying leaves become the ground and the mulch for all of the other insects to eat. And then because of that- And it's just this cycle and it's, you know, everything we're taught when we're kids. And so for me, the the cycle of life is just energy is never destroyed. It's only ever, you know, transferred. So it's just- Changes, right. Yeah. And it's just a loop of that. And you scale up from microorganisms and things from, you know, things in our gut biome and, you know, all over our skin and stuff. And you zoom out and earth is just- us it's just a super organism with that and you zoom out and that's what galaxies are and etc etc so it's just for me the only reason i don't believe in a religion is because a i don't want a book to tell me what rules are i'm going to make that mind up myself but also i just think energy we're just we're beings of light it's just you know absolutely change from this form the physical form we get become one with the universe which is a different kind of form and that's the only reason that i now i'm not a religious person but i am spiritual in the sense of just tranquility and peace is just at the end of everyone's journey and you get there for a variety of methods oh i love that i love that that's a that's an incredibly beautiful way to look at it yeah i love that and when you'd mentioned friends with mental health issues and suicide have you ever seen the documentary called the bridge no i haven't i'll make a note of it there are 30 or so people who have survived a jump from the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Is this about and the guy? A document. Is this, sorry, is this about the guy Pardon? who speaks to the, Is this about the guy who talk, has talked them down from it? Or is that something else? Sorry no, no, okay. it's, it's, sorry, please it's continue. speaking to people who have. No, no, it's people who've, who've survived the jump. Oh, because most people oh. don't. And every single one of them said, the second I did it, I knew I made a mistake. Mm hmm. Very rarely do you get an opportunity to speak to someone who's attempted to take their own life because they thought something was so dire that you get to you get to talk to them and say, you know, did you reevaluate? And say, yeah, I knew I made a mistake the second I did it. And that's the thing; everything changes. I hate. I mean, I used to teach yoga until the pandemic. So for you know, I practiced yoga for 22 years and taught yoga for 16 years. And the only thing we have is change. The only permanent thing is change. So yeah, I love the way you look at it. We're all energy. And I, you know, in my simplistic way, we're all, you know, different stations on the radio dial. (laughs) You know, sometimes you're picking up country music. Sometimes you're picking up death metal, you know, whatever you dial into. So yeah, I mean, that's, you know, we're all just energy and all all we have, even the good things are going to change. And here's the 
thing, the bad things are going to change too. And to make a decision on something that's bad today, it could very easily be good tomorrow. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I will say there's, uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll start to wrap up here. Um, but um, I will say there's yeah. a couple, couple of just quick things, which is um, with one thing I've just thought of is the concept of, you know, when a thought comes into your mind and you don't know where it came from and it's just you know, sure. imagination, who's to say that isn't just the re- the universe telling you something who's to say this isn't just something else so when you're as an example for yourself you know and i could use this for like my dad as well because uh, he was a performer and things so um maybe when you have had the idea of maybe i should release the apology or maybe i should continue the podcast and something whatever that thought was that could be the energy of mark just whispering into the sort of the the back of your mind and it filtering through to be what that is it's you know someone absolutely um absolutely i'm i'm sure your dad is like thrilled to death at genuine chit chat and at the ripple effect of the silver lining i know he is Mm -hmm. i mean and i don't talk to dead people or anything but i'm just telling you yeah i know your dad's super proud yeah yeah well one hopes and i would think he was we would be i used he was alive when i made music videos for bands and one of the bands it was like a big band i loved called 6am and the singer saw it and that was one of his like proudest moments so i know that he would be uh, very proud of this but um absolutely it's been you know delightful speaking with you melissa i mean obviously the subject matter hasn't been cheery necessarily but it's still important (laughs) for both of us and also any of the listeners just to know that you know death is not always the end it's just a a new chapter it's conversion however one wants to view it it's just things are still always affecting other things and i want to thank you for your honesty and your openness are willing to speak with me uh, about all of these things um and i just want to ask so any final thoughts you want to say uh, to people before we uh, sort of you plug your show i'll put things in the show notes anyway but sort of final thoughts of things before we uh, wrap up well number one uh people should know i don't know if you post videos but that you're much more gorgeous than i thought um <laughs> and number two you're a lot younger than i thought because you have the maturity of someone much older but you're basically a, a, a child but you are a brilliant child and shows like this are important because you know like true crime if you've been a victim of something or if you've your life has been touched by something you can figure out that other people have gone through it and they've survived and shows like this are important because you talk to people of all different you know lives and careers and experiences and then other people can hear it and go oh you know what i'm not alone someone else has had the same experience i have i think it's you know uh after mark passed away i became an even bigger consumer of podcasts it was because i was alone honestly i would listen all the time to fun podcasts um some of them even were so honest they made me cry but you know you have no idea how important your content is until somebody you know reminds you hey what you're doing is great work so thank you for that no problem at all um so final thing is uh where can people find you? I'll put them in the show notes, but just so you can say it out loud for any of those audio sure. files that prefer it. Um, I will, you can, you can find me any place that you stream podcasts, um, Apple podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, I'm so delighted. I don't know why, but we've gotten a huge influx of listeners from India um, on Ghana. I mean, it's, it's like, I guess Ghana is kind of the Indian version of Apple. Yeah. It's huge. Um, 
I don't, I, God bless you, India. I don't, I don't get it, but God bless you for listening in large numbers. Um, so here's the exciting thing, not for anyone else, but for me, I had the domain name, just the tipsters.com for four fucking years and did nothing with it. Uh, but, uh, Mark had set up an, an appointment with a web designer before he passed away and I kept the appointment. So fingers crossed the uh, new website supposed to launch at the end of March of 2022 here, just like in the next couple of weeks. So there'll be a website, just the tipsters.com. You can find me on Facebook, the Just the Tipsters Facebook page. I'm going to forget my other, because you and I have talked about how much I hate Twitter and find it screaming <laughs> into the void. Um, I think it's like Just the Tips or, or JT Tipsters Pod. And then Instagram is JT Tips. I don't even fucking know. I'm it'll terrible. It'll be in the description. If you type in Just okay, the good, Tipsters, thanks. and I'll tag you in, in this episode <laughs> Thank uh, when you. I release a snippet and stuff. But um, it's been, um, you know, w- when I when I end the call, we will still be talking when I stop recording, just to clarify, because I don't really think I'm going <laughs> to just hang up. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it has been uh, delightful speaking with you, uh, Melissa, and you're always welcome on the show. And um, yeah, it's just, just thank you for being on my show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being you. And it's been a joy for me. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. As I said in the intro, make sure you follow Melissa slash Just the Tipsters on all the relevant social media places so you can keep up to date with the goings on of her podcast. And in addition to that, make sure you check out Mark Humphrey's website as well as his record label so you can find out more about him and the music he was into and released. And it kind of helps keep his legacy going, which is a very nice thought. So then, what have we got coming up? Well, I have got a conversation due for recording next week with returning guest Shaudo, who I had on the podcast, I think, like two years ago or so. Uh, He's a UK rapper, and he's a massive nerd, which I love. He's really into anime and those sort of things. And he's got some very interesting ideas on a huge amount of stuff. So I'm very excited to speak with him again. Then the following week, I have got two conversations with authors, one of whom is a comic book author and the other one writes books as well as comics, audio dramas and loads of other things as well. So I'm very excited to speak to each of those individuals. I've got a few more conversations planned in the future, but I'm not going to go into those yet. So in addition to that, make sure you check out these show notes as always, because it's got information on my Star Wars comics and canon show where I do book reviews and I run through the Star Wars comics. You never have to have read a single Star Wars comic in your life, but it's a really good way to either serve as a refresher if you have read the comics and talk about the various connections that you may have missed, or it serves as a way for you to get a better understanding of comics and the wider Star Wars canon if you haven't got the time or the money to consume all of the comic content. So make sure you check that out. Link to that's in the description. It's on the feed of comics in motion as well as that i've done quite a few guest spots recently i was on the fourth episode of the comics emotion book club talking about the first volume of neil gaiman's sandman in addition to that i was on star wars timeline talking about accents in star wars and i'm planning on going on there again next week for part two of that conversation there's also a couple of podcasts that i'm due to guest on one of them had to get postponed because one of the hosts got covid and so that'll be in the future at some point if you pay attention on social media there was a hint of that on my story a little while ago but uh, i'll give more information on that once we have a specific date confirmed or once we've got the recording in the bag there are a few other things in the pipeline as there always is but the best way to keep it up to date with all that sort of stuff is following me on social media at genuine chit chat on twitter instagram and on facebook but in addition to that if you really want to help support the show you can rate it on spotify you can just give a five star rating you don't have to write anything at all really quick easy and simple in addition to that you could write a review on good pods or apple podcasts or any of those podcast apps that allow you to write reviews and give ratings and things because it really helps bolster up the show and really helps more people find out about genuine chit 
chat. And in addition to that, you can share on social media. You can tag Genuine Chit Chat if you so desire, or you don't have to tag me, uh, but you can obviously still tell people about it, both of which are hugely appreciated. But if you want to support the show even more so than what I have just listed, then you can support the show financially. You can go over to patreon.com slash Genuine Chit Chat. A link to that is in the description. And if you give as little as £1 a month, which is about $1.50, then you get access to hours and hours of additional content. Every single week, you will get at least one episode of Afterthoughts that I usually do with Megan. So we've done the new Batman movie. We did like a spoiler-free review of that. And then halfway through, we gave some warning and then spoke about slightly more spoilery things. We've done TV series reviews. We've done Star Wars, Harry Potter, Marvel movies reviews. We've also done some other stuff that's not sort of mainstream-esque. We did the Duke review recently. We've got a few more cinema trips planned as well. So a lot of the time, you can get two people's perspectives. You know, I'm a massive nerd. Megan is not so much of a nerd and she's less forgiving when it comes to movies. We always give ratings at the end and the vast majority of the time she rates the films worse than I do unless it's Thor Ragnarok and then she'll rate much higher than I will but you know we've done a lot of cool things recently we actually went to the theatre and watched Les Miserables so I'm tempted to do an afterthoughts on that as well because we did one on Book of Mormon a little while ago uh, which we'd both seen before and Megan has seen Les Miserables numerous times before but I'd never seen it so I'm probably going to do one of those as well but you get at least one episode of afterthoughts every single week in addition to that when this part drops of Genuine Chit Chat which is part two of the conversation with Melissa Morgan because people on Patreon get access to both parts of the conversation when part one drops in this normal feed in one unsplit episode it means that people on Patreon get a bonus afterthoughts every Sunday when part two of an episode drops so that means if you become a patron supporter you not only get early access and full unsplit episodes for genuine chit chat but you also get an episode of afterthoughts at least once a week and on Sundays where part two drops you get a bonus episode as well so it's a really good way to help support the show but you guys do also get hours of additional content there's also some Star Wars book reviews on there that I haven't released anywhere else there's a Legends one there's a second Legends one coming there's a couple of Canon as well I've done comic reviews of a couple of Batman comics I've read so it's quite a good look at behind the curtain of what me and Megan get up to. We've also recorded some afterthoughts when we've gone on road trips and things. I've released like one or two of them on Genuine Chit Chat, but there are several on the Patreon feed that you can't get anywhere else. And just to clarify, when you become a Patreon supporter, you then get a link to an RSS feed, which you can just copy and paste that link into pretty much any podcast app that you listen to. And if you listen on one that doesn't allow it, then you can just download the Patreon app or listen on the desktop version, any way that you want to do it. But the main thing is you get to support the show and I make Make sure that you do not go hungry. You get hours of additional content as well as genuine chit chat, Star Wars comics in canon, and also all the guest spots I do. And one of the main things people say they enjoy about Patreon is hearing a lot more from Megan. So if you want to hear loads about Megan, then the Patreon is the best way to hear from her thank you as always for tuning in i really appreciate each and every one of you for listening especially all the way to the end of this rambly nonsense make sure you give melissa morgan all the love on social media please consider rating the show reviewing it sharing with your friends and checking out my patreon and i've also released a few episodes of afterthoughts completely for free so there's a link in the description if you go to bit.ly slash Tom Hanks 1. You just put that into any browser. You get access to the first episode of mine and Megan's Tom Hanks rewatch that we're doing this year. So we started off with Big, and we've also done Turner and Hooch, The Burbs, Joe vs. the Volcano, League of Their Own. We've got Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, all those to go, and many, many more. So if you want to hear a couple of people talk about Tom Hanks and how great he is, but also realize that they haven't actually seen as many Tom Hanks movies as they thought they did, then that's another reason to tune into our Patreon. And I do try and alternate it so it's normally like a Tom Hanks rewatch one week then the following week it'll be something different then Tom Hanks again and that sort of thing but um, yeah thanks again for listening guys I appreciate you all and I'll be talking to you guys next week probably with the conversation I have with Shadow. you have just experienced host creator 
everything else are of genuine chit-chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.